When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Second down three. Fake to Lindsay. Here they come. Griffin has him. Down he goes. It was only a matter of time before these two terrific defensive ends would notch a sack. That's the first, and Everson Griffin gets him back at the 27. I don't even know how to put that into words. Uh, he's, he's a vet. You know, um, young guys look up to him. He, he works hard on the field. You, know, you, can't, you can't mistake his film. It's cool, man. I've been with him for a while now. It's, 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 uh, it's been awesome playing with him. All right, welcome into Purple Daily. It might not be an awesome thing for much longer, depending on what happens with Everson Griffin. Matthew Collar, Alex Boone on the phone, Courtney, our newsbreaker, Courtney Cronin, who broke the news this morning that Everson Griffin is opting out of his contract, making him a free agent. What's going on, Courtney? I'm driving through western Wisconsin right now, so not a whole lot. <laughs> Uh, find the small restaurant that Judd and I got insanely good prime rib at before a game against the the Packers. Uh, I'll see if I can remember the name. So let's uh, let's just start off, Courtney, with Everson Griffin opting out. What does that mean for him and his future? Well, I think there's a number of different ways we can look at this. Like, first off, the Vikings had to make this move uh, one way or the other, whether it was Griffin choosing because look clarify here he's one of two players in the nfl the other one's troy hill in los angeles um who had a player void player controlled void in his contract so it was his decision it wasn't going to automatically void whether he hit the sack number or hit the playing time it would have been in the end of at the end of the day it would have been his decision and obviously it was which is a smart move um because the vikings were not going to be able to afford him at the 13.9 million dollar cap hit that he has in 2020 there's just no way we know that the team going into free agency was, you know, estimated to be somewhere between 10 and 12 million over the cap. Um, they had to make this move in order to get themselves back in a secure financial position. And they're certainly not even done yet. This kind of gets them to ground zero and they certainly have a lot more work to do. But um, for Griffin, it means he's a free agent and yes, he's on the roster until the, new, the first day of the league year, which uh, is when free agency starts in March. But, um, you know, the way he's played in this year coming back uh, after some of the, you know, off-the-field stuff, the personal concerns he was dealing with in 2018, 
I think shows you that he still has it. And I know that we talked about this on Tuesday when we were going over various scenarios before I knew this news um, of what could happen for him. But I do think that the best place for Everson Griffin is going to be in Minnesota uh, to come back on a restructured deal just like he did last year because, you know, Everson had a chance when, you know, going into last offseason, he had a chance to go and bet on himself in free agency. He could have said, no, I'm not going to take the restructure. Uh, I'm going to go look somewhere else, and he didn't. So I think that clearly tells you how the player feels about the team that drafted him, that stood by him for 10 seasons, that you know helped him elevate his status to a pro bowler that was there with him as he dealt through some mental health concerns in 2018 that forced him to step away from the game for a little bit, uh, and also helped bring him back and give him this opportunity where he got to start at defensive end last year and didn't have to look over his shoulder and worry about becoming a rotational pass rusher. So um, it means he's a free agent. That's the bottom line. But, you know, is he going to go somewhere else? What's his trade market look? Or excuse me, what's his, um, like, free agent market look like? I think his best fit's going to be in Minnesota. I mean, there are other places that are always looking for pass rushers, and the value of a pass rusher is high. But given the things that I just spoke about, I do think that he would have his best years to come still at the end of his career in Minnesota. Totally agree with you, especially because you look at the other side, you have Daniil Hunter, so you're obviously going to have a success on that field no matter what. But do you really think that he's not going to want to say for the first time, like, hey, listen, I kind of want to test the market and see what's out there because defensive ends are making so much more money now. Wisconsin! Way to go, Wisconsin! Wisconsin! Your men's basketball team and your phone reception are the worst. Mm. Ugh, mm. flopping. Anyway, I, I uh, agree with what Courtney said. I think that he should. He would absolutely benefit the most from staying here. But I think that for him to be like, "Hey, listen, I don't want to at least test the market a little bit," would be something uncharacteristic of a football player. I had the same thought myself when Courtney reported this this morning that he was opting out. That. I think he might want to see because rotational pass rushers who are in their 30s or even guys who can play uh, at, at you know the whole game like Everson Griffin still can still bring a lot of value. Even somebody like Justin Houston was excellent this year and Terrell Suggs Huge. comes back for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and, and is a good rotational player for them and he's much older than Everson Griffin. Um, Courtney, I'm not sure if you heard what Alex asked you before it zoinked out because of Wisconsin, but... Uh, do you think that Everson Griffin would be interested in testing the market because it's a position of such high priority for a lot of teams? Just to let, to, before I start that, I'm going to preface, I pulled over on the side of the road. That's how much dedication I have for both of you. Um, I have my flashers going. If I get hit by a semi, then Boone, you can have my headphones. I guess no. that's probably the one that. Don't say that. Um, no, but <laughs> to answer your question, I think that you got to look at the situation last year and apply it here. Um, Everson had a chance to hit free agency last year when it was very clear that they were not going to be able to afford him at the cap hit in 2019, and he came back on that restructured deal. Um, I think that he's had a good precedent ahead of him to learn kind of from from guys who have done this before. Uh, I wrote about this last spring with the Jared Allen situation and kind of comparing that to where he had spoken about, you know, had he stayed in Minnesota and not gone to Chicago. I mean, you know, 
the grass isn't always greener. And I think that there are examples that Everson has learned from, has looked at, uh, guys who are ahead of him that show him maybe the trajectory for my career that fits best is me staying in Minnesota to play another two years and maybe continue to do these short-term deals where, you know, he either has to restructure or it's a void situation again. I mean, whatever it is, his best fit is probably going to be in Minnesota instead of testing out the market in free agency for a number of reasons, simply being that if you, like I've mentioned on the show multiple times, if you go somewhere and you don't perform at the level that they expect you to perform at, you could be out of the league in a year. And I think in Minnesota, they know him so well. They know what makes him work in a defense and, and, and the ways to make him successful um, that it's probably his best fit and in his best interest for the rest of his career to stay in Minnesota. Agreed, but now you have to take a look because you said it. They just broke even by letting go of Ev, and you've already reports that Dalvin Cook's not coming back this offseason. Like, hey, don't expect him there until he gets the deal he needs. The purge has clearly already started. The question is, who's next, and at who can they bring back after they let go? A good point. I think Lindell Joseph is the first one that we're going to look at beyond Everson Griffin because that cap hit is way too high uh, for you know a nose tackle on the other side of thirty, and, and beyond that, there's just not a huge trade market for for true nose tackles. I mean, it's not like he really plays three technique anymore. I mean, we haven't seen that in, in a number of years, but um, I think that he would be probably the next cap casualty because you have Armand Watts, you have Jaleel Johnson, you can play a rotation between the two of them. Um, in lieu of in lieu of Joseph, if he doesn't come back at a restructured deal, which you know realistically it probably makes sense to be about a third of that, maybe half, because eleven million is pretty high, and you get about ten and a half in cap savings if you cut him. Talking with Courtney Cronin, ESPN, she broke the news this morning of Everson Griffin opting out of his contract, making him a free agent. So what do they do if Everson Griffin, say, signs with Seattle or something? And and then you're left with, you have to probably still move on from Linval Joseph. You don't have Everson Griffin. You really didn't have anyone creating pressure from the three technique last year, except for Afadi Adenabo and Steven Weatherly mixing in over the guards I mean, the defensive line is pretty barren without a whole lot of assets to fill it back up, Courtney. Yeah, I think, first off, like at the Combine, you're going to be looking at defensive tackles to begin with. I mean, that is a position of need. It's not like the most pressing need, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. But if Griffin does say, hey, I I want to go play somewhere else, even though, you know, that press conference right after – the Vikings lost in the divisional playoffs. He did say that he wants to, re- you know, he enjoys it here. He wants to be a Viking. Um, if he decides that the money's too good to pass up somewhere else and you can't fault him for that, the Vikings have to go to the rotation and they probably have to either find a defense, another pass rusher on the maybe tier two and tier three market because you just can't afford the top of the line with your cap situation and all the other things that are pressing needs. Um, or you draft somebody, um, and you, and you continue to build out your team and develop that way. But I do have a really strong belief that Minnesota wants him back here, certainly, but also will be able to work out a deal just because his market is probably at its best. His value is probably at its best in Minnesota. Like, let's point out the basics here. I mean, he's been here since 2010. It's a team that drafted him. This is a defense that he knows very, very well. His athleticism certainly has not gone anywhere, as we saw from that uh, stretch in the playoffs where he was an interior pass rusher. I mean, they did that to be able to get to generate the 
depth in the pocket that they just didn't have with their uh, aforementioned defensive tackles. So I think that he has a lot of value and a lot of benefit and is a really big part of defense still. And if he, you know, if the bar is seven or eight sacks, he can get you that even at 33 years old, which is the age he turns this season. Absolutely. Totally agree with that eight sacks next year. But here's a question. Who is it put more pressure on now, Anthony Barr or Daniil Hunter? Well, I mean, Barr is a good one, Alex. I think that maybe with Dom Capers in this defense has room and in coming up with some ideas, uh, what Mike Zimmer said, well, hey, did you think of it that way? Well, haven't we been thinking about Anthony Barr as a pass rusher for, I don't know, the last like few years, and it's never really happened? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the chance now that you can actually make Anthony Barr uh, into an edge rusher, into somebody who does it more than just on an occasional third down in, in a various sub package. Like that could be the chance to a live up to the you know the pay that they the money that they set aside for him when he came back last year, and also do something that he's you know he's talked about wanting to do it more frequently. I think he kind of quieted on that for whatever reason last year, but he certainly has been very vocal in the past about wanting to be a pass rusher, and this could present an opportunity to do so. Uh, Courtney, I wrote today at scorenorth.com, our free website, what should the Vikings do with Riley Reef? Um, the best thing I could come up with is to give him a contract extension, which sounds really weird, but let me explain. If you don't think a rookie can step right in and you can't get one of the top free agent tackles, then you're probably looking at overpaying an average free agent tackle, which, guess what, you're already overpaying an average tackle to begin with. (laughs) So the only way to lower his cap hit is to extend him like they did with Linval Joseph, and you'll end up just cutting him down the road. That's the best I could come up with. What is your sense of how they feel about Riley Reef? He's the conundrum. Like, it's a really tough one to decide upon because, like you said, you're probably not going to go – Unless you want to trade Stephon Diggs, if you want to start that stuff back up again, if there was something on the table for an offensive tackle, I think you'd listen. But in the real world, uh, where we are right now, I mean, that's just not, that's just not on the table. Um, so I think that that certainly becomes a priority in the draft for them. But in the short term, it makes sense to, to try to get his cap number down and try to give yourself some flexibility financially to go after other positions that you need because he's done a fine job. He's not elite. He's not great. He's good. And I think that that's all you kind of need right now until you really are ready to move Brian O'Neill over to left tackle. And like Alex was mentioned on the show, I mean, it's not just as simple as you think um, of doing that this year. So maybe it's a possibility. Maybe it's not. Maybe you lower his cap number and, and continue to toy around with the idea of moving him inside the guard. I mean, I know that that was a hot topic last offseason. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if something like that comes back up again just because we're just trying to crunch the numbers and figure out how to make this work and maybe try to fill, fill another position of need at left guard, and then it leaves another hole. So, I mean, it's just, as I said, a giant conundrum, but you know, reducing his number does reduce the cap, uh, the cap hit that comes with it. Courtney, am I really to believe that the Vikings want to trade Stephon Diggs away? No. Did we Thank talk you. about this already? I, yes. got, I got all huffy and puffy on Tuesday. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, unless there is something you cannot refuse, like unless it you know, puts you in, in line for the number two pick, like we've talked about, like if they really do, if they really can't work out an extension with Kirk Cousins and they need a quarterback and you don't want to wait till the second round or – you know, get somebody at 25 because who knows might be there at that point. If you really wanted to move up, then then sure. But 
I think in the in the sense of the getting a tackle, that is the only time if I was pulling the strings, that's the only time I would really entertain it because you're not just going to give him away for free or you know feed into any sort of hysteria that's expanded upon social media. Um, you have to have a reason to do it. I mean, he's too darn good to just want to give away. And I, I know that the Vikings do not want that, and that's not where their head is at. Who has the quickest twitch? Whose hips are the most oily? Who has the quickest long snap? Hand sizes, wingspans. Oh, no one knows hand sizes and wingspans better than Courtney R. Draft Scout. All right, Courtney. Well, we've got you here. It's time for Courtney R. Draft Scout. Would you prefer to talk about the Vikings possibly drafting a safety in the first round, as Mel Kuyper has them, or whether Joe Burrow will snub the Bengals and demand a trade? Pick one of those two topics and talk about it, because you are Courtney R. Draft Scout. The Antoine Winfield, Mel Kuyper projection the other day, because I wrote about this in my story today, just trying to figure out um, how you would fit guys under the cap and, and who needs to get paid and who's going to move on. And it was really interesting that he put that out there this early in the free agent process. And I say free agent process, because I'm talking about Anthony Harris. Right. So if they yeah. draft Antoine Winfield uh, Jr., then – you have a chance to not have to pay Anthony Harris and have two safeties that would have incredibly high cap hits. I mean, over the cap, I believe, has the franchise bag tender uh, for a safety at like $12.7 million, something in that neighborhood. And that's why, I mean, this team doesn't franchise players ever, it feels like. So I don't think that that would be uh, where they go. But that's just one of the figures I'm looking at here. Um, let's say he has a, you know, get somewhere between the 8 and 10 range. I just don't think that they can afford that. Um, and they could probably argue, too. And I think Anthony is a tremendous player, a high-character individual, like the type of guy you want in your defense. But the Vikings could go to the negotiating table with, with uh, his representatives and say, anybody who plays next to Harrison Smith is going to look really, really good. And they're not saying that he, Anthony isn't a good player, but you know they could probably find somebody via the draft, potentially, uh, for far cheaper than what Anthony is going to make in free agency. And, I mean, he's certainly going to get paid, whether it's with the Vikings or not. I just feel like in terms of pressing concerns for Minnesota, uh, he might out, outprice himself as one of like the top safeties in the free agent market to begin with. Who has the quickest twitch? Whose hips are the most oily? Who has the quickest long snap? Hand sizes, wingspans. Oh, no one knows hand sizes and wingspans better than Courtney R. Draft Scout. It's true. It's true. Uh, Courtney, great stuff. Uh, you can see her article at uh, ESPN uh, about the news with Everson Griffin that he's opted out of his contract. And we will be back together at the Combine. There is no higher peak of Courtney R. Draft Scout than at the Combine. Courtney, are you excited? I am, and, and one of my editors actually sent me an assignment today because you know all the interviews are taking place later in the week, and we divvy them up. Guess which position I have to go? Long snappers. Uh, be, yeah, like is it going to be any perfect? <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. We will see you then. Thanks for coming on and pulling over in Wisconsin. Drive safely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, for sure. Uh, that drive to Wisconsin, man. Super fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of corn and the potential for deer. Um, but Judd and I had amazing prime ribs in the middle of Wisconsin in a tiny little town that I couldn't even tell you what it is. Uh, not a surprise to have great meat and cheese there anyway. So 
Uh, let's let's break some of that down. Where do you want to start, Alex? I mean, I just want to know, and you got to be honest with me. Do you think he really opted out, or do you think they came to him like, "Hey, listen, here's the deal, yo." Do you mean here's the deal, yo? As in, you have to opt out yeah. so we can resign yeah. you? Yeah. Because we're not bringing you back at a $14 million cap hit? Pretty much. That's why my, my biggest thing is, if you're him, and I know eventually you have to understand it's a business. Dude, this is a business. No question. But aren't my feelings a little hurt? Because I did do a lot for you last year, and I helped a lot of guys in the process. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I get that I'm not $14 million, but like I can test free agency now. I mean, I really, if I'm Ev, and it's such a prime position right now because everybody yep. wants these pass rushers to go just demolish quarterbacks because quarterbacks are the reason that everybody's winning because they can throw the ball so well. So it's like, dude, you are in a really prime position because, yeah, you are 33 years old, but you're about to hit the open market, and that's where you get overpaid. And mm-hmm. I agree with Courtney that sometimes a bad year can end everything, but that's a risk that I think most guys are willing to take. Like, hey, listen, I've done it here for this long. I can do it somewhere else as well. And and people just go crazy when free agency kicks in. They start overpaying for all sorts of things. We've you have seen to. this every sport every year. Once free agency starts, somebody is willing to overpay for anybody that's good on the free agent market. Everyone starts licking their chops and making that phone call. And even though Everson Griffin presents somewhat of a risk for teams because of his age, his performance last year was above average. It was not where it was in 2017. And that goes for a a lot of players in their thirties, but, uh, you know, eight sacks. He was also in the top 25 in pressures. I mean, this is a guy who is still extremely effective and draws a lot of attention from opposing teams. And I'm not saying that Daniil Hunter isn't everything he's made up to be. It's just that it doesn't hurt to have teams looking at Everson Griffin. To be exact, he was 14th in the NFL in pressures. He was only four pressures behind Khalil Mack. So he had a great season, and I I think that there will be a lot of interest. The hard thing for me, Alex, is to get inside Everson Griffin's head and know whether he wants to just stay in his house that he has here in Minnesota. Or, you know, I mean, he knows the team, he knows the facility, he knows his friends, he knows guys on the defensive line. It's a very comfortable situation here, and he knows who the head coach is. And Andre Patterson, as you know, is really close with those defensive linemen. All those things would probably play into a decision of whether to stay here or take whatever the highest dollar was. And I think, too, a lot of it's going to be, what does the rest of the defense look like at the end? Because if you're him, you got to be like, listen, who else is going? What am I coming back to? This is going to look completely different. I mean, it's already started, and you know it doesn't get any better from here because you've just hit zero. Like, you're just at, like, hey, we're good to go into the season and play. And already your defense looks different. And then not only that, but then your running back comes back and is like, hey, listen, I wouldn't expect me to be here anytime soon. Like, that is... And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for saying this, because I am a player, but it's hard to do. It is hard to sit there in August and be like, really, I deserve more than what I'm getting. And you do deserve oh, I'm it. I'm sure it's very it's hard to do. It's so hard to sit there and be like, those guys are having so much fun without me. This is terrible. <laughs> right, and the team is finding you, and everyone's mad at you, and you're talked about in NFL Network every single day for oh, yeah. Especially him. coming he back. Oh, of oh, course, yeah. oh, someone, yeah. someone of his stardom level most certainly will be. Um, I, I don't know what his plan is going to be, but Tom Pelissero said on NFL Network that he wouldn't expect him to show up if he doesn't have a new contract. And, Tom Pelissero. And, uh, it, what does that mean? I just <laughs> I want to know where these guys get their information. Oh from. yeah, like, well. this, the off season just started. Like we've yeah. barely been any cuts, and all of a sudden Pelissero is going to be like, I wouldn't expect him. 
I think, Says who? I, I think it's more of just, uh, and, and I'm not going to speak for him, but it's just common sense, right? right? If you're a running back and based on recent history, you're probably not showing up or you are, the other option would be doing something like, oh, uh, my ankle, my ankle, sorry, can't practice. I'm just going to sit over here and my ankle will heal as soon as you're ready to <laughs> sign me to a contract extension. It's, I think that's just going off of common sense. Um, yeah. But, you know, that that's one of the issues it presents for the Vikings is, even if you get a reasonable cap hit in the first year of Dalvin Cook, because he was a second-round pick, his cap hit's going up. And and you have to make a decision at left tackle, what you're going to do there, and at defensive tackle, what you're going to do there. And as you said, even with uh, the fact that they have uh, Everson off the books at the moment, they're still just barely over the salary cap. So bringing him back, well, how are you going to do that? Are you going to do a two-year deal that has a lower cap hit in the first year and allows you to get out in the second? Well, why would he take that if someone else right. was going to give him two years guaranteed? You know, right? And that and that's what it comes down to is you can. There's so many ways to look at this and be like, well, we can do this, but then you have to remember that player is going to look at this deal and go, well, I'm not stupid. You're clearly just mm-hmm. going to use me for a year and try and get out of this. Like that, you have to remember both sides can think about it and both sides can talk about it and. I like your idea about the restructuring of Riley, but I think that what you're trying to, like, it just pushes you back into a Brzezinski moment where you're running into right now. And then eventually you have to make those decisions. Yep. Because I agree with you. I think that Riley is a good left tackle for what this league is. He is very overpaid, but sometimes you're like, man, we can either overpay Riley or we can overpay the same guy in a different name or a guy like right. Jason Peters who's only going to play eight games this year. So right. is our backup confident that he can play eight more games? It's right. just you're right in what you're saying. It's just I'm wondering if they don't go to him and say, hey, listen, we're not even going to restart. We're just going to make it take less. Like That's just how it's going to go because we're in a bad situation. We need more players. You know we need more players, and we're already losing half our team. Right, right. And that's the thing is that if you think that you're going to win and you're going to compete for the seventh playoff spot, which we'll get to uh, shortly, but if, if that's your goal is to win the NFC North, which doesn't seem unreasonable at this moment for the Vikings because Rodgers is washed. We don't know who the quarterback of the Bears is, which is going to come up in uh, hot Ooh, routes wait. a little bit. And uh, it seems like Matt Stafford and the Lions are mad at each other, and Matt Patricia has no idea what he's doing still. So, I mean, if you're in that division and they're adding playoff spots, you're not going, oh yeah, let's dump our left tackle, who's average, for a roll of the dice. Last year, Andre Dillard was the guy everyone talked about. Oh, he's going to be a great pass blocker in the NFL. And he got smoked in the NFL in his first year, as rookies so often do. And so if that's your plan, oh, we'll just, at the 25th pick, we'll just draft a left tackle and plug him right in. Oh, yeah, uh, Khalil Mack's playing against us next week. I'm sure it'll be fine. Right? So... You know, I, I think if you're going to stay with that edict to continue to try to win, you have to keep Riley Reef in place. Agreed, because not only do you have Khalil Mack, but you have Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. Yep. Like, there are more people in this division. But I do like what you said. Like, this division right now, if you were looking at it, you'd be like, man, the Vikings really do have the most potential to get over every team in here. Because, like you said, the Lions are still the Lions. Detroit or uh, the Chicago doesn't know what they're doing. And say look it. what happened, dude. Say look what happened. Rodgers is washed. I'm not going to say he's washed. <laughs> I'm just going to say that that team fooled everybody last year. And we've talked about yes, how many they times weren't like, that dude, great. Yes, we were like, dude, this team is really not. They're just sneaking away with weird wins, and mm-hmm. it's going to catch up to them. And it did. Like they're the team that everybody thought they were. So when you're going into this situation, you're like, hey, listen, we really are just a couple pieces away. We could probably plug and play a few guys, but one of the biggest pieces is threatening to not come back. And so you're like, dude, everybody on this team needs to start biting some bullets to help us out. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about this proposal Mm. for 
the seventh team on each conference in the playoffs for the NFL. And I'm going to explain how I have been influenced, my opinion on this, by the NBA All-Star Game. All right? That's when we return. I know you're a huge NBA fan, so we'll talk about that when we come back. Here, you'll listen to Purple Daily on Score North. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for 2 Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. 